everybody. How are you doing? Uh-oh. I said, good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Parents, do me a huge favor. If you can look at your kid and just give them a high five for me, please. Adventure Kids, how's everybody doing? I know, I know. You're sitting next to mom. You're not in your class right now. We just want to welcome you. We're so excited that you're here, even if you might not be excited that you're here. Hopefully you are. My name is Pastor Matt. I'm one of the pastors here, and I have the privilege of continuing our sermon series, Here is the Church. You can see it here on the screen. As a matter of fact, this, this screen looks a little weird. I don't know if there's like a brave group of students here or adventure kids, but it looks like somebody's been messing with this screen, and Pastor Caleb's face is on it. Can you guys see? Does anybody know where that is? What? Did somebody say yeah? Where is it? Is it is at the top? Like in the top middle? Who ruined this screen with, with the likes of that face? <laughs> Can everybody see Pastor Caleb right there at the top middle? <laughs> Oh man, thank God for not only the fact that we are the church, but it even includes Pastor Caleb. Isn't that amazing? It's beautiful. Whew. I didn't think you guys would clap for that. That's, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Um, we have uh, been talking about uh, the church and we are convinced that scripture teaches us that the church is not a building, but the church is a body. I'll say it again. The church is not a building, but the church is a body. We don't go to church, kids, parents. We don't go to church. We are the church. You who are Jesus followers Proclaim, tell everybody, even kids, whether you're five or you're 55 or 105, you who say that you are a Jesus follower, that you believe in Jesus, that he is your Lord and Savior, according to the Bible and according to what we believe, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. And that's exciting good news because that means that broken people like me and you get an opportunity to experience the love of God that you just saw on the video. You get to experience the power of God and respond so that the world can see him in a personal tangible way at your schools, in the playground, in your neighborhoods, at your jobs, everywhere. The world can see Jesus in a personal, tangible, practical way through your lives. If you can hear me, say amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, we see two ways to truly grow in Christ. Knowing that we are the church, knowing that it, it, it is our responsibility to actively join God in what he is up to, we have the privilege to grow in Christ. Now the question is, 
how in the world and why in the world would we want to grow in Christ? And in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 23, I'm not going to read it all, but it kind of shows us some tangible ways and some tangible reasons why we should grow in Christ. I'm going to read it here really quickly. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and, and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. It is God's desire that you experience him in a real way so that the world can see who he is through you. But the only way that you can truly show the world who Jesus is is if you have experienced him for yourself. Grandma used to say, I ain't got a heaven or hell to put you in. It is up to you, Matthew. It is up to you, Matthew Jamin Hawkins. That's my middle name. I hate it. It is up to you, Matthew Jamin Hawkins, to experience God for yourself. I'm here to encourage you, young man, whether you're four years old, 10 years old, 80 years old, whoever you are, it is your God-given privilege to experience God for yourself. And in this text, we see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 and 23, God is calling you through Paul and through a prayer that Paul is giving, and Paul truly truly is concerned about the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. He is concerned about the simple fact that they have not experienced the power of God in, in a real, tangible way. He's concerned that they might just go through the motions, that, that when, when mom or when dad says, we're going to Desert Springs, or when mom or dad says, we're going to serve in the community, or when mom and dad says that we're going to help somebody that 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 you might get oh mom why I don't really want to do this it, it seems boring or it might seem dull it might seem like oh why do I have to go to that building again with those people yeah. Paul's prayer his hope in this text is that it won't be dull it won't be boring but that your experience will be so real that that you get excited excited about the goodness of Jesus, that you get excited about the work of Christ, that you get excited about what God has done. Do you guys know that I absolutely love ice cream? I mean, I have a problem. I love ice cream so much. I love ice cream, I mean, so much that I have in every single brand my special little flavor. I mean, Haagen-Dazs, I like straight vanilla 
ice cream. Just, just the straight little small can, just so everybody in my family knows that this is mine and only mine and I ain't sharing. You know, Briars, I love the cookies and cream. It's amazing. But you guys know this. If, if, if I keep talking about ice cream while some of you guys are starting to think about your favorite flavor or your, your, your favorite brand, you won't truly experience the goodness of God inside that can of ice cream unless you open up the ice cream and taste it for yourself. Somebody got quiet right there. You won't really experience the goodness of God and all that he's provided inside of that can of ice cream unless you open it up. It's not enough to just look at the label. It's not enough to hear some preacher talk about ice cream. You have to experience it for yourself. The Bible says, oh, taste and See, I wish I had a Bible reader in here, that the Lord is good. That means in a very simple way, try God. Experience God for yourself and you will see. Just like if you tried the ice cream that I just recommended to you, you will taste and experience the goodness of it. Well, my encouragement to you is experience God in a personal way. And Paul, he suggests three things, three things that you should experience in verses 18 through 19. He wants us to know three things that are found here. What is the hope to which you have been called? Number two, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And number three, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? He is not praying that we get the calling. He's not praying that we become heirs of this great inheritance or get this strong power, this strong might. He's saying you already have been called. He's saying you're already heirs of this inheritance. He's saying you already have the power of God. You have it inside of you. If you are a Jesus follower, you, you have these three things already. So what is he communicating to the church at Ephesus? Act like it. <laughs> you already have this inheritance. You've already been called out of this world to respond to the world with the goodness of Jesus. You've already been given the power and the courage and the ability because Christ lives inside of you. So show it. Respond to what's inside of you. That's a personal responsibility, a privilege that we have with Christ. He's here, Paul, praying that we would be spiritually and experientially conscious of God's power towards us as believers. To know and experience him means you see, you feel, and you experience his power. I tell my kids all the time, I know you don't feel like going to clean your room. I know you don't feel like cleaning up the table after you ate. I know you don't feel like saying sorry to your brother and your sister. I know you don't feel like getting your stuff out of the car as we are parking the car and going in the house. I know you don't feel like picking up your Power Rangers and taking them into your house and putting them in your room, but you have been called by your father to do what he said. 
And if I'm your daddy, you will do what I say. Hey, hey, watch this. You called him your father. You said, for God you live and for God you die. You said that this is my relationship with him. The encouragement is to respond. The Bible says it very simply. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not only have we been called to a personal relationship and to experience God for our eyes to be open, for us to experience God in a personal way, but we've have, we have been called to experience God in a personal way in the fabric and in the context of community. First, the church is the body of Christ. Verse 22 ends by saying, God gave Christ as the head over all things to the church. Verse 23 refers to the church when it says, which is his body. The church is Christ's body, not the building, but the church is his body. You are the church. I'm going to say it again. We don't go to church. We are the church. We don't go to church. We are the church. And all of the expectations that kids and parents have of the church, that's expectation of yourself. Whew. All the expectation that we have of this building and what this building should produce, this building should be kind. The people here should be patient. The people here should be understanding. That's, that's, that's the application for me as an individual. Wherever I am, if I'm in Safeway, if I'm in, if, if I'm in the mall, if I'm in my neighborhood, they should experience patience, kindness, long-suffering, all these things that we expect here. <laughs> but I can't do that by myself. I need a brother. I need a sister. I need somebody to come alongside of me. And thanks be to God that we can't be all that God has called us to be by ourselves. Thanks be to God that I need a brother. I need a sister. I need a community of people, Jesus following, Jesus loving people to come with me and know God in a personal way and communicate this great love that I have for him to the world. That the world will see Jesus and know him through our commitment, not only to him, but to one another. The Bible says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Also, you must love one another. Also says, whoever says he is the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. We know that you are one of the brethren because you have love for one of the brethren. We know you are a part of the family because you have love for the person next to you. And that's how we ultimately experience God's power, not only in a personal way with ourselves, but with each other. Now, the question is, how in the world do we do this? That's, that's what you're asking right now. I can hear you. You're like, hey, that sounds great, man. Have a personal relationship with Jesus. Got that, hallelujah. You're saying, I need to be in the context of 
other people. I heard you over and over again. You know, we are the church. We don't go to church. I got that. But what does that practically look like? Past 40 years, this body has, this, this body of believers, this church, this group of people, for the past 40 years at Desert Springs, they've been committed. We have been committed. We have been <laughs> committed to serving God in a real, tangible way in this world. And one of, one of our cross-cultural missionaries named Ben had an amazing opportunity to meet him a couple of months back. And it was exciting to see as we were planning for this previous uh, Jamaica trip, it was awesome to see that one of our members here at Desert Springs grew up and felt and heard the call of God on his life in student ministries during a short-term missions trip. Take a look at this video and start to wrap your mind around how we can be personally connected to God in the context of community. 